You're listening to the Holistic Nootropics Podcast, your home for holistic, evidence-based cognitive enhancement strategies. And now your host, Eric Levi. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Holistic Nootropics Podcast, where we discuss using nootropics, biohacking, and nutrition to help you boost your cognition. If you are new to the podcast, then please take a moment and consider subscribing. If you're listening to this podcast on the audio version, or even if you're watching the video on YouTube, please, if you enjoy it, head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave the podcast a five-star review because you know that's what it deserves. If you're not really feeling it, then either still go leave the podcast a five-star review or just skip that process altogether. If you're watching this on YouTube, then please remember to subscribe there. And if you're feeling the conversation, you have questions, comments, concerns, critiques, whatever it is that starts with a C, Leave that down in the comment section below. Let's jump into the podcast right now with our guest, Devin Burke. Devin is an international and TEDx speaker, the best-selling author of The Sleep Advantage, which can be found on Amazon, and the founder of Sleep Science Academy, and one of the top health and sleep coaches in the world. Devin, welcome to the Holistic Nootropics Podcast. Eric, I'm excited to be here. You got me already smiling and laughing. I love you, you know your energy and and what you're about. So I'm I'm excited to be on the show and talk sleep with you. Yeah, that's cool, man. Because I am so delusional right now. I'm I'm big time <laughs> lack of sleep. So maybe that's why we're we're so loopy right now. But uh, <laughs> this is exciting. I love man. it. I love it. No, your energy is infectious. It's awesome. And yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have guessed that you're sleep deprived because usually when people are sleep deprived, they're not as as charismatic energized or on point. So maybe you, you, the nootropics that you're taking are definitely working. That's because um, those people are boring, dude. When I'm, <laughs> it's like, it's like just getting off a beer bong, man. Like I'm high, you know, hey, like, you that's are how so, I, roll. I love it. Well, it's, well, this is, I could tell, I already can tell this is going to be a fun conversation. So thanks for, <laughs> thanks for not being uh, well slept because uh, I appreciate the the energy that you're bringing. Yeah. I bring my A guy game by having my sleep in the F game, you know, um, that's but, interesting. Yeah. All right. We'll take it. We'll, let's do this. Let's, uh, before we jump into all this stuff about sleep, I, I would love to know your story. I've, uh, I peruse through your website. You have a, a pretty extensive list of certifications and, you know, qualifications in the health and wellness space. So I'd love to know, um, you know, what got you into really the health and wellness space and why sleep? Why is this the part of it that you decided to focus on? Yeah. So, um, oh my God, really? I like, I think a lot of people that know a lot about health and nutrition and different aspects of, you know, human performance, it really starts out of your own, you know, pain, <laughs> you know? So, so for me, as a kid, I was really anxious. I, you know, had panic attacks and I've always been somebody that was really curious, very, you know, interested in, in health and wellness. My mom was really into it. Um, and I actually thought I was going to become a doctor of physical therapy. So like, you know, through my growing up with my mom, she was doing wheatgrass shots. You know, I, I was, you know, learning how to deal with, you know, anxiety and things like that. Um, I think that kind of planted the seed. And then I said, well, I want to definitely get in a field where I help people. So I, I was studying to become a doctor of physical therapy. And then I sort of, after a two and a half month backpack trip through Europe, I, I sort of, uh, diverted plans and, um, you know, to make a long story short, I met someone who was doing health coaching. I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't know that you could, you know, help people in that way. And so that sent me on this literally decade long journey of studying all different types of things. I just call them mind body technologies to, to be able to, to help myself and help others. Cause obviously when you're doing things that are, you see a difference in your own energy and your mental capacities and you're like, wow, you want to share it. Um, so that, 
led me eventually to sleep because somebody I was working with was having issues with their sleep. And I honestly was, I'm a great sleeper. I, I thought it was a waste of time. And I studied all these things. The, the, the one thing I didn't study was sleep. And so he was asking for help. I looked into what was available and found sleeping pills or maybe cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, which when I really started to look at their methodologies, I was like, ah, I think I could do better. Um, and so I started to study science, uh, sleep science, got some certifications in that, and then sort of tailored everything to sleep because I realized it's the foundation of health. And that when you're not sleeping, your body's not repairing, you're, you know, you're not able to show up. It affects every aspect of your life. And it's a huge problem for people. And there's not a lot of good solutions. So I said, Hey, let me, let me step up and uh, be a solution for people. And so that's, that's kind of what leads me up to helping people all over the country now with, you know, get off sleeping pills and be able to restore their natural sleep cycles. And this is an amazing topic to discuss. And I'm actually shocked because you're the first person I've had on the podcast who I, who would be considered a sleep expert. Although I, we talk about sleep all the time and, you know, being in this kind of like this niche of nootropics, but really more like uh, cognitive enhancement, like using nutrition and biohacking and really whole body health and wellness for cognitive enhancement. Like the conversation begins and ends with sleep. In my opinion, um, nothing will boost your brain and really boost your overall health and metabolism and every aspect of your wellness than sleep. I thank you for saying that. And I, I hope people heard what you said, because it's, it's still blows my mind how many people just neglect sleep. They take, they don't see the value in it. They actually, you know, it's like the, it's the first thing to go when things get, get stressful or whatever. And it should really be the last thing. And I hope people listening really that lands for them because it really, it's, it's true. I mean, what you said is so true. It does, it affects so much of our daytime operating capacities, our ability to heal our decision-making processes, our relationships, literally there's not a part of your entire life that's not affected by sleep and we do it for a third of our lives. So why wouldn't you focus on, you know, making it better? You're going to, you're going to be doing it a third of your life. So why not leverage that third to make the other two thirds that much more exciting and, and, and fulfilling. And like people don't, I don't know if people don't realize this, but like, I think we we're so short sighted as a species that sometimes we forget this perspective of like, how good do you feel when you wake up after like a really good night of sleep, you know, where you got to bed early and you slept in, you know, like people do this all the time. Like after a long week of work, like they use the weekends and then they sleep, like, I mean, an insane amount of time to, to, you know, to restore that sleep, uh, you know, that sleep battery or whatever. Um, and like those Sunday mornings, like we all love Sunday mornings because, you know, we just spent like Friday night sleeping in, we spent Saturday night sleeping in and then Sunday morning, like you start to feel recharged. And it's like that time where you're not worried about stuff, right? Like you kind of feel good. You sit down with a cup of coffee or whatever. And, you know, maybe you like feel super focused, um, you know, versus when you're not sleeping, when you're trying to be that hard charger and you're like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. And you're getting, you know, Elon Musk style, two to four hours of sleep a night. Like you feel like you're charging hard, but then, then this is the interesting part where I am because people start then going and looking for things like nootropics, you know, and then they start messing around with like the modafinil and the Adderall and that sort of stuff because, you know, or they're drinking like an insane amount of coffee and energy drinks throughout the day because you're trying to grind hours that your body is just not physiologically built to, to grind that hard. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's for sure. It's, it's, that's, that's what people do. And it's, it's at a cost and eventually it catches up to them. And so you can do that for, you know, you can, you can get away with that. Uh, You know, you can get away with that for, for a little bit, but eventually it catches up and, and, and how it catches up is you, you get adrenal fatigue, you burn out, you know, you just, you start having anxiety or panic attacks you know, it, your body can only take so much. Like our bodies are not designed to be redlined all the time. And if you treat, if you redline your body too often, eventually you're, you're, you're going to, it's going to break down and you're going to have a disease. And so, you know, again, you can get away with it. You know, the younger you are, you know, usually your body is a little bit more able to repair, but eventually you have to really start to think long, long for longevity and sustainability and if you're if you're sort of just relying on these things without prioritizing the most important aspect of health sleep it's going to cost you it really is and it's um it blows my mind how many people still just don't really get that so in your opinion then like why do people have why do so many people have issues with sleep it's really simple it comes down to stress at the end of the day, and I'm not just talking about mental, emotional stress, physical stress, environmental stress. Um, you know, it's, we're getting, we're getting, there's more stress now than ever before from technology. Um, just from the fast pace of the, the sort of the world that we live in, there's so much more stress and people don't understand how to, they don't understand stress. They don't know how to manage it. They learned methods from people that didn't know how to manage their own. And so I always tell people sleep is not the problem. Sleep is sleep is a result. And if you're not sleeping well, then there's something out of balance in your life, um, either how you're thinking, what you're doing, what you're not doing. So so and then oftentimes people treat sleep like it's the problem. It's it's really almost never the problem. It's just a sign that your body is out of balance. And so that, you know, it, it's really what it comes down to is looking at, well, what is creating the, the fight or flight response. Like what is, what are these underlying triggers? Sometimes they're thoughts and beliefs. Sometimes they're, they're bad habits. Sometimes, oftentimes it's a combination of, you know, a lot of things from mind, body, just disharmony, you know, EMFs. There's so many things, right. That we're getting bombarded by in this life that we live. And if we don't have strategies or, or, or an understanding of, of the human psychology, you end up with sleep issues. And that's why, you know, over 40 million people around, you know, around the country suffer with, with some type of sleep insomnia, really. And that's so interesting. What you, what you just said is that sleep is the result. Sleep isn't the problem. It's the result of whatever the problem is. Um, you know, I think about this a lot, again, being in this space where I talk a lot about supplementation and, you know, there's all these companies and all these, uh, you know, supplement stacks or uh, sleep supplement stacks and sleep supplements are, is the big thing. Everyone wants to take like melatonin. Um, when in fact, you know, I learned from Matthew Walker's book that melatonin, it's not necessarily a sleep, um, enhancing supplement. It's just, a it's a supplement you use to basically reset your body and tell it where to start releasing, uh, where, where the night is beginning essentially and yeah. resetting your circadian rhythm. Um, but I find that like, I've experimented here and there with like, using supplements that people consider sleep supplements, like maybe a melatonin, but more specifically like an adaptogen or an L-theanine, 
pretty close to when I go to sleep or even magnesium. And I find that actually, that's actually more detrimental to my sleep than if I don't do anything. And what I actually find is that how I treat my body during the day is how I'm going to perform at night for sleep. So I don't think L-theanine and magnesium are bad. In fact, I use those two things every day, but I use those in the morning and the early afternoon. And I don't bombard my body with supplements to start making it sleep because I find that if you're actually doing the right stuff during the day, come bedtime when your body should start falling asleep, which is when your circadian rhythm dictates that, you should be able to fall asleep naturally and actually get better, deeper, restful sleep. Yeah, there's an intelligence to the body you don't have to mess with. You just have to get out of its way. And so like when you talk about supplements and things like that, and I'm, I'm a big believer in supplementation, it's really such a small part though, when it, like, if you're not doing all the other things and you're expecting like uh, kava, kava or valerian root or L-theanine or all these other things that people take CBD to, to like put your body in a place where it's going to be optimized for sleep, you're, you're sadly mistaken. Um, these things can help with sleep quality, but they really, there's so many other bigger levers to pull. And what you just hit the nail on the head when you said it's like what you do throughout your entire day dictates sort of how prepared you're going to be for your night. And it's, and it's also, you know, how, how well you sleep is also then connected to how well you're going to perform the next day. So, you know, everything is interrelated. You can't really separate your night from your day or day from your night. And I think a lot of people try to put those in silos like, Hey, I'm just going to focus on, on, um, you know, they don't, they don't make that connection. And it's important that that connection is made because really everything you do from the moment you wake up to the moment you lay your head on the pillow at night is going to dictate the quality of your sleep. And that quality of sleep is going to dictate how well you perform and operate the next day. Exactly. And, you know, we forget that these things are all, they're all dictated by glands and muscles and, you know, uh, like blood and tissue and all this stuff. Like there is no, like we, we forget just how our body, like the mechanics of our body that are actually pulling the levers to make like melatonin, enough melatonin to release, to, to get us through the day from our pineal gland, you know, and then like the things that go into making melatonin, like serotonin, 5-HTP into melatonin. So it's like, your body doesn't just, just magically go, Oh, here's melatonin. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff happening throughout the day to get it to the point where it goes, Oh, we're going to release melatonin and we're going to put you to sleep now. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually amazing. Like when you really, when you really start to learn a little bit about your, how our bodies actually work, it, it's, it's fascinating. And it's, it's a miracle. It's like it, all these things sort of coincide and, and, and there's rhythms and everything sort of operates in such a way that it, it allows for life to support itself. And despite all of the the junk and the abuse that people do to their bodies just out of ignorance or just because of whatever, um, the body still operates, you know, cause, and I, and I tell people all the time, listen, you don't need anything in order to sleep. There's millions of people tonight that will do all the opposite of, you know, some of the things we'll probably talk about today and they'll still sleep. Now, could they sleep better? Sure. But you know, to get in the, uh, the mindset of like, I need to do anything in order to sleep is, is, is dangerous because it's not true. So what do you find then are the biggest mistakes that people make when trying to optimize their sleep? Yeah. So one of the biggest ones actually people do is they try to force or control sleep. Sleep's not something you can force or control and trying to do so, we're actually would create less of it because it creates more expectation, which creates anxiety. 
Um, and then, so oftentimes people like they, they're trying to improve their sleep and, or they're, they're having issues with their sleep. So they're like, oh, I got to figure this out because you know, it's important and whatever. So then they start trying all these things and those things aren't working because they're band-aids. And then they start to believe that they need to, you know, that something's broken or that they're not going to be able to sleep. And this creates anxiety when a body is anxious, it's not going to rest. So allowing yourself to realize that, okay, you don't need anything to sleep is, is, is the right mindset to go in at this with, and then, you know, putting in place better habits. Um, you know, a lot of times people take their days into their nights. They don't, you know, there it's like one thing after the next, there's no breaks, no space in the day that winds up the, the, the body winds up the mind. And then at night you have a racing mind and now you have all this sort of energy to discharge it. And it takes, you know, the, the mind's not like a light switch. You don't just switch it off. You know, there has to be a ramp period. So, so having a, what we call it a bed buffer between your day and your night, which is simply it's just some space, like block out space where you're not working, you're not on technology. Like you're doing something, relaxing, something fun, ideally, maybe even something outside to just allow your body to sort of cool off, so to speak, from the race that it was in all day long. I mean, it's, it's really that if, if people just did that, it would make a huge difference in their sleep. The bed buffer. I think that's, that's brilliant. And people don't honor that enough. Like people try to go straight from work to sleep, you know, or straight from studying to sleep. And, uh, you know, like in the last two years, this is when I got the aura ring and that's when I really started focusing on sleep. And like one of the top, one of the most important things I realized was my body does not either fall asleep or go into deep sleep in that first part of the night. When I go even within an hour of like working, like if I, you know, I'm in school and I'm studying all the way up until like 10 minutes before I go to sleep, because I take a shower and then go to sleep. Um, my, my body just does not feel that sleep at all. So I, I do have to program into my day at least an hour of just like, okay, we're going to shut down everything. We're not going to think about work. We're not going to think about school. You know, it's just going to be like, you know, listening to an audiobook is kind of like my default or, you know, whatever it is, like do some light yoga, actually even like doing some stretches that I've heard are good for sleep, like for like yoga stretches, actually jack my body up a little too much. Um, within an hour of going to sleep, like I've heard, Hey, do you know, some light stretching is good before you go to bed. But for me, like I've done those stretches and my body is like, I feel, I feel very loose and like, Oh, I could fall asleep. But my body just, I'm, I wake up like an hour later. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that just goes to tell you, like everyone's different. Everybody's yeah. different. And I, for my TEDx talk, I, I ran this, this, uh, case study with 20 high performers each week. We, we all executed on a, a different sort of uh, sleep hack, if you will. And I was hoping to find like the one thing that like made the biggest difference across the board for all these people. And unfortunately I, what I found was there wasn't one thing like certain weeks, certain things work for certain people. And then like not so great for other people. And that just goes to show you like it's, there isn't one thing. And so you have to be open to experimenting. You have to be open to, to trying things. And it's important that you, you do measure it because you can't manage what you don't measure. So having, you know, the aura ring is, is a great tool. That's what we use at sleep science Academy. Um, but even like a whoop band or an Apple watch or, or some type of tracking device can start to give you a little bit of insight as to like, Hey, I did X, Y, and Z. And that, either created better sleep 
or worse sleep. And then you can kind of start to see these patterns over time. And, and then, you know, it, it makes it easier to, to stay motivated, to, to continue to try things and execute on things that do work for you. Isn't there a name for the, for the anxiety or the condition where you, you kind of psych yourself out too much about getting perfect sleep? I feel like I've heard like a name for this sort of thing. Do you know what that is? Well, we call it bed dread. I don't know if that's the official name, but we call it bed dread. It's <laughs> like, it, it's like people get uh, anxious actually about their sleep, which is crazy to me, but it happens. And it's very common because people are like, you know, they put it on a pedestal, which it deserves to be on a pedestal, but by putting it on a pedestal, it actually, it, it, there's so much paradox in solving for, for sleep challenges. And, um, you know, that creates more pressure, right? Anything that's going to create expectation or pressure for you to do something that's out, really out of your control, which is sleep is, is not going to be a good thing. So, you know, you can, you can create all the right conditions, but at the end of the day, you just have to let go and accept that, you know, your, your, your body knows what to do. And so just get out of the way of your body, get out of the way. Um, and so many times we just, we, you know, it's our, it's our bad habits and our mindsets and, you know, the stories and stuff that just get in the way that keep our body in these stress states. And, you know, again, the stress body is not going to go, is not going to rest. So yeah, that's, that's like one of the biggest things we, we help people with, um, in our Academy is the first thing we deal with is how do you get out of that? Like paradox of trying to force and control sleep and, and how do you, um, diffuse the bed dread. So what are some of your top tips then for, for people who, um, you know, they're, they're struggling with sleep. Like they, they do have that anxiety about sleep, but you know, like they also have all these other things going on. Like what, what would you say is like the best kind of simple things you can do outside of like you physically, like literally working with somebody and working on their diet and all these things like that, like these kind of universal things that someone can do to that promotes this kind of better, uh, quality sleep. Yeah. So, so, um, when we, we take a systematic approach, we look at the mind, then the body, then the environment, and we remove the barriers in the mind, the body, and then the environment. That's our systematic approach. And, you know, so, but just kind of a quick sort of strategy that people can do tonight to improve their sleep is three, two, one sleep. And this is actually something I got from, from Brendan, uh, Brendan Burchard. Um, it's three hours before bed, you stop eating because that gets in the way of deep sleep. Two hours before bed, you stop working because that winds your mind up. And then one hour before bed, you, you implement, you know, a, a ritual a routine, something relaxing could be, you know, like treat, treat yourself like a baby, like literally read a book, tuck yourself in, put on some clean clothes, take a hot shower, like treat yourself, literally do exactly what you would do to your, your kids. Um, and you'll sleep better. You know, there's, there's so many other things beyond that simple strategy, but if people just started to do that, that would help regarding the mindset based off of the question you asked me, this isn't sexy. This actually was surprising to me, but practicing acceptance is one of the most transformational tools for sleep. Um, and when I say acceptance, I mean, embodied acceptance, meaning like if you feel like you're getting frustrated or you're getting anxious about your sleep, see if you could practice just accepting that that's what's happening and allowing those thoughts to be there and, and then watching them pass and watching those emotions pass. There's a whole science around this and a whole, you know, methodology and a psychology around actually how to do this, but it's transformational. 
It really is. And it's so simple, but it's not easy because oftentimes we're in resistance to, to life <laughs> all like all the time. So, but practicing acceptance of whatever the night brings, whether it's great sleep or poor sleep and not making that mean, you know, whatever most people make it mean, like, you know, they're broken or they're, they're, they're losing their health or whatever it is, um, would be a good place to start. And those are great tips. Um, you know, I think this, the acceptance thing is, is, uh, that's cool because, uh, you know, I'm a big, uh, gratitude guy, like literally writing down every single day, 10 things that you're grateful for. You know, this is the thing I learned from Wayne Dyer, you know, you literally just write things down like 10 things uh, and you could, it takes me less than 30 seconds to do this exercise, but it is very powerful. Um, you know, something about literally writing. And I don't know if you meant to write things down that you're accepting, uh, that you're, uh, accepting, or if you just think of it, but these sorts of mental, um, uh, like kind of targeted mental exercises where you go, I'm accepting that, today are the things I accomplish in my day or tonight I'm going to sleep and whatever the outcome is, that's what it is. Um, you allow yourself the freedom to just be okay with that. And I, I don't know the data. You probably know much better than I do, but there has to be a point where your body from just doing that turns on the parasympathetic nervous system and turns off the sympathetic nervous system. So you're not you're not secreting as much norepinephrine, epinephrine, you're actually secreting acetylcholine and making melatonin and allowing your muscles to relax, uh, which of course leads to better quality sleep. That's exactly right. That's exactly it. It's what can you do to get out of sympathetic and into parasympathetic? And there's a lot of ways, you know, we teach breathing techniques, um, mindset, we call it mindset shifting. So like what you just described of like shifting from a, a place of frustration or anxiety to a state of gratitude and acceptance, how do you actually do that? Not just intellectualizing it, but actually fully embodying these uh, states is, uh, is a practice and there's tools and there's techniques and to learn how to do this. And what's cool about that is it's not just amazing for your sleep. It's actually amazing for your life in general. Like uh, oftentimes people that work with us after working with us, they say, wow, like, I not only am I sleeping better, but I'm living better because these tools I'm using for my relationships or for my business or for like these other aspects of life that before were very anxiety inducing. Um, and it's just really, again, it's, it's getting the body back into that rested state by allowing it to do it. Cause it knows how to do it. It's just, we get in the way by all of our expectations and our habits and, you know, all the mind stuff rushing around and, you know, it's, it's like, it's not that complicated. Um, it really isn't, but oftentimes people do need support in order to really, um, make some of this actually stick. And there seems to be something about the end of the day, you know, when, uh, there's so many interesting, like psychological and physiological things that start happening. Like I find that if I'm sick, if I'm coming down with something, I don't get sick a lot, but like when I do, like when I got COVID, it didn't hit me until the end of the day, you know, like when all my adrenaline just started like going away and the melatonin and the body started to relax. And then it was like, Oh, something feels different right now, you know? Um, or if I had a hard workout, 
you know, earlier in the day, it's like, that's when my muscles start to get a little sore. And I think this is also when a lot of our psychological issues really start to come out because this is when you like people start binge eating or binge drinking or whatever that is, you know, or like the depression really hits you hard, um, you know, right before bed. Uh, and I used to be a, like a bad binge eater before I ate. That was like probably one of my biggest things in the last few years I had to change. It was just something like, like 95% of my day was great. And then like that last hour, it was like, Oh, I'm crushing all the ice cream. I'm hitting the potato chips, I'm, you know, whatever <laughs> is in the fridge, like it's going down and then you fall asleep. And then it's just a vicious cycle that would just happen every single night. So, um, yeah, really forcing yourself into a nighttime routine, I think is so key in this whole deal. Yeah, it is. It's, it's interesting. It's when you're tired and when things are sort of quiet, which usually that happens at night, that's when all the stinking thinking starts Cause it's like the first time often people stop. And then all of those things that before throughout the day, they were distracted by doing things, taking care of things. Then all of a sudden they're, they're not, there's no more distractions and they can start to hear their thoughts. And often those thoughts are, are, are not, they're, they're not very positive and they lead to then behaviors that are not positive. And we, we call this the stress triangle. It's lash out and anger zone out with social media, TV, or work or numb out with food, alcohol, and drugs. It sounds like your primary pattern was numb out. Mine was tune out, which would be like just getting on social media or, you know, um, you know, watching shows or whatever it is, but that's a form of distraction. And that doesn't actually solve the problem. It actually keeps you stuck until you really take a look in the mirror and say, well, what, what has me, you know, going to the fridge and eating all the ice cream or what has me like, you know, on my phone, you know, trying to distract myself. And again, that's kind of a, it's because most of, most of us weren't equipped with emotional intelligence or tools to actually deal with the, the sort of traumas, either big T or little T it ends up, then we, we, we fall into this triangle and then that ends up affecting our health or our relationships or, you know, our, our productivity or all the, uh, the, the areas that, you know, obviously we're all trying to improve. Right. So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, but I think that when people start to see some of their patterns and then they, 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 they get courageous to actually start to change some of those patterns, that's when they start to see massive results in their, in their sleep and, 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 and in their life. And I'd love to ask you about, um, sleep and metabolism. Um, you know, one interesting thing I've been doing for the last year, I, I use this lumen device. It's like a, it's like a little breathalyzer and you, you blow into it. Um, you know, a lot of people like to use ketone strips or whatever. I actually find this device, it's, it's way more convenient. Um, and it's actually really accurate. And I find nothing moves the needle more on this thing. Like telling me whether my body is burning carbs or burning fat. Um, nothing affects it more than my sleep. And, you know, I, I always correlate it on my aura ring. And if I have a night where I got really good, deep, restful sleep, on a scale of one to five, my metabolism be a one, which means I'm burning more fat, you know, be like a one or a two. If my sleep sucked, like if I wake up all the time, or if I had like some kind of disrupted sleep, or I went to bed too late and woke up too early, like I'll be higher on that, which means my body's burning more sugar, which means my metabolism is not um, more better optimized. And it's funny because 
everybody puts so much weight into, you know, how much sugar are you eating and how much carbohydrates are you eating? But actually I find that sleep more than anything else is the biggest influencer of how metabolism works. So I'd love if you can maybe say a few things about that. Yeah. I mean, well, so when you're not well slept, ghrelin and leptin, so ghrelin, the, the, the hormone that signals, you know, it's time to eat leptin, the hormone that signals that you're full, they get sort of dysregulated. They sort of like, I just call it unsynced. They get unsynced. So you, and what that looks like is you crave sugar and fat like crazy and you don't know when you're full. And so that also leads to like willpower where when we're, we're tired, we don't have as much willpower. So that leads us to eat more carb, fat, sugary types of foods. So there's like a mental, there's like a mind body aspect to this. Um, but it's so true. And also, you know, your bodies, if you're not well slept or if you're waking up in the middle of the night and you're not able to get back to sleep or you're, you're not getting into these deeper stages of sleep, you know, again, your body's not repairing. So testosterone, growth hormone, all these amazing things that get unleashed through these different stages of sleep over the course of, of the night, um, your, your body hasn't gotten the opportunity to sort of allow those stages to fully take place. So your, your body's in a stress state. And when your body's in a stressed state, it's, it's, it's going to affect your metabolism, right? Your cortisol is going to be up. It's going to stay up, um, which is fat storing hormone, right? So it's like all these things start to happen, uh, because, because essentially your body wasn't able to do what it, what it needs to do throughout the night. And do you have any, um, like, you know, I know we said like, Hey, you know, like there is no surefire one size fits all protocol, obviously for everybody or supplement or anything, but are there any supplements or any kind of hacks that you find, uh, you know, work better than others or kind of work a little bit more consistently in people that you work with? Yeah. So for quality of sleep, just making sure you, you go to sleep in a fasted state. And that's really, that's actually, I'll be very honest. It's hard for me to do. Like I love, you know, a little late night snack, but every time I have it, man, I, it just, gets in the way of Delta deep sleep. It really does. Cause you get most of that in the first quarter of the night. So avoiding, um, food too late at night for sure is, is a big one for people. Um, body temperature regulation is, is also a big one. So making sure that your obviously your room's cold, dark, and quiet, but if you can do something to actually drop your body temperature, like a hot shower before bed, that'll definitely help because the body needs to drop two to three degrees Fahrenheit in order for sleep to be actually induced. Um, making sure that your, your sleep environment is optimized where, you know, your, your bed isn't, your mattress isn't storing heat. You have good quality air. It's not, it's, you know, free of clutter and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's not have a lot of light in the room or, or noise. All those things can absolutely help with sleep quality without a doubt. And I've seen that in myself, incline sleeping, you know, sleeping on a five, five degree incline has been, I've noticed is, has helped people with uh, sleep quality, specifically deep sleep. Um, but really, I mean, it's, there isn't, there's all of these things, there's, there's so much more, but it's, it's so individual. And for certain people, like what I just said, they could be doing all of that and it still wouldn't help because there's so many other things that are out of balance that need to be addressed before any of that would even move the needle a little bit. And what is your favorite nighttime just before bed snack? Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so there's a company called, uh, what is it called? It's harvest. They make this ice. It's like healthy ice cream essentially. Uh -huh. 
uh, what's the name of it? Not harmless harvest. Um, I don't know. They make this health. It's like this healthy ice cream. I had, I had some last night, but I have to, my wife's always like, you know, you shouldn't be eating that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> um, so, yeah. you know, so it's a balance between self-care and self-comfort. I don't do it every night. Um, most nights I, I do go to bed in a fasted state, but sometimes I do, I fall back into my patterns too. And yeah. you know, it's, so I try to, at least what I do is I try to, rather than I try to upgrade the things like, so if you're going to have, if you want something cold, like have something healthy or that's cold versus like full fat dairy, you know, loaded with sugar, uh, bomb before bed, like do like a piece of fruit or something that's a sure. little bit better. Um, but yeah, I'm human just like everyone else work in progress. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, that's one thing. And then what else? Um, usually like a piece of chocolate. You know, like uh, that Hue chocolate. Have you had that? Oh yeah, like they come in like the big bars or whatever. Um, it's it's. I think it's they they're like they sell them at Whole Foods. Hue chocolate. It's H U, and I think it stands for like human or something. Okay. It is the best chocolate in the world. Not usually have like one or two little pieces of that. Um, it's just so it's so good. Um, so anyway, that's kind of like my guilty guilty pleasures before before bed. Um, that get in the way of my deep sleep. Now, I love to talk to healthy people about their unhealthy habits because like, you know, we are, we are all human. Like it's, it's a fact, like you're a sleep expert and it's like, you're constantly working on your sleep. Like, you know, I, I work with, you know, mental health and nootropics and like, there's times where I'm going crazy, you know, where I'm like anxious and I can't focus. And it's like, it's just what it is, you know? Um, and I was just, I don't know, you, you want the dirt a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You want to get the dirt on people. For sure. And it's, and I'm happy to share it. I used to be, uh, you know, I I guess more hesitant to share, but then you realize like being vulnerable is, is, is everyone is, there's no perfection. We're all works in progress and being vulnerable is, is a form of strength. And so like, you know, it's, it's, uh, we're all here just trying to do the best we can. And sometimes even if we know better, we don't always do better and that's okay. As long as you recommit to doing better and you know, you, it's, you find the balance. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, it's, that's, that's it. That like, we're all just here trying to, to make the best with what we, we know and, and, um, and, it, and it's all good. Right. Yeah. I, and I love it too, that it's like, like, uh, two little pieces of chocolate, like, I'm the same way where it's like, I can like, we're, it's good that you can handle yourself to just take two pieces of chocolate like that late at night. Like there was a time where, and I, and I'm kind of the same way where it's like, I can get away with like, I'll have like some kind of healthy kind of keto ice cream or whatever. And then I'll right. like, okay, I'll, I'll take like a piece of chocolate, but man, there was a time where it was like, I would crush all that ice cream and at least half that chocolate. So, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, again, it's, I think the intention of, you know, where, where are you? How are you, what are you, are you using it for pleasure or using it for an escape? It's just like the intention behind like how people use alcohol or marijuana or any other medicine or drug. It's, it's really the intention behind it. And is it habitual and is, is that habit serving you or is it not serving you? And so it's, you know, again, it's, it's like, we're here, we, we want to live life. Um, you know, it's important not to judge yourself or really other people. It's, it's like, we're all just here trying to do the best we can, but you know, when you have a goal, and, or you're committed to a certain area of expertise, or you want to try to be live in integrity as much as possible, you know, then you, then you really, you, you kind of are able to draw stronger boundaries, I find, uh, and honor those boundaries. And that leads to just, you know, nothing but more success and health and happiness. 
Yeah, that's great, man. I love it. Um, I know we got a heart out here uh, and I, I really appreciate your time, Devin. This was uh, a really fun conversation about one of my favorite topics, sleep. And um, for people who are listening or watching and they want to learn more about you, they want to work with you, they want to go through your sleep academy, where is the best place for a person to find you? So sleepscienceacademy.com and then all the social channels, it's at Devin Burke Wellness at Devin Burke Wellness. Perfect. We're going to put all of that in the show notes that we'll link to in the uh, description of this podcast when we release it, which should be uh, probably within the next couple of weeks or so. And listener, viewer, if you want to follow Devin, be sure to do that on all those socials and be sure to go work with him. Up your sleep game because of course, this is one of the many uh, or one of the most important aspects of boosting your overall cognitive health and wellness. Um, and really that's, we're going to, we're going to close on that. This was great. Uh, thanks so much for watching and listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did take yourself a moment, subscribe to the channel, review everything you can. And, uh, till next time, peace. Thanks for listening. For more brain boosting info, in-depth articles and show notes, check out holisticnootropics.com. 